And now the exciting conclusion of Are You Afraid of the Judgment? Part 2. The jury is in. The verdict read. Case closed. Few thoughts could be more sobering. The day is fast approaching when all who have ever lived will have their lives reviewed before the all-knowing Yahweh. But don't let this alarm you. Don't be scared. Take heart. Millions already have found the judgment message to be very good news. And at the end of this episode, you will say that you are not afraid of the judgment. We'll get back to this exciting topic after this. You're listening to Proclaim Gospel, coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel. There are three phases of the final judgment. The first phase of the judgment has been called the pre-advent judgment because it takes place before Yeshua's second coming. And when does it end? The time has come for judgment to begin at the house of Yahweh. 1 Peter 4.17 He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he who is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. Revelations 22, verse 11 and 12. You see, this first phase of the judgment ends just before Yeshua's second coming. It began in 1844. Alive or dead, Those who claimed to be Christians or the house of Yahweh will be considered in the pre-advent judgment or the investigative judgment. Who presides in the judgment and who is the defense attorney, the judge, the accuser, who is the witness and why is there need for a judgment? The Ancient of Days was seated. His throne was a fiery flame. The court or the judgment was seated and the books were opened. Daniel 7, 9, and 10. The devil, the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before Yahweh day and night, has been cast down. Revelations 12, 9, and 10. These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness. The beginning of the creation of Yahweh. So Yahweh the Father, the Ancient of Days, presides in the judgment. He loves you very much. Satan is your only accuser, your accuser, my accuser. In the heavenly court, Yeshua who loves you and is your best friend will be your attorney, your judge and witness. Wow! He is our friend. He is our attorney. He is our witness and he is the judge. Might I also add that he is the lion and he is the lamb and he is the king of kings and master of masters. Would you say amen? The father has committed all judgment to the son, John 5:22, and he promises that judgment will be made in favor of the saints. Our judge is the lion and the lamb 
the high priest, the attorney, and judge. What a friend to have on our legal team. The prosecution doesn't stand a chance. The accuser of the brethren who accuses us before Yahweh day and night. He is a defeated foe. What is the source of evidence used in the pre-advent judgment? And by what standard will it all be judged? Since Yahweh already knows everything about every person, why have a judgment? I think that's a beautiful question and it's one that needs to be answered. The court or the judgment was seated and the books were opened. The dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. They will be judged by the law of liberty. James 2.12 We have been made a spectacle or a theater to the world, both to angels and to men. You see, evidence of this quote comes from the books in which all the details of one's life are recorded. For the faithful, the record of prayer, repentance, and forgiveness of sin will be there for all to see. Yes, Satan will accuse us of being uh, a murderer, being a Sabbath breaker, being a liar, being a thief, being a fornicator, being an adulterer, being a cheater. Yes, Satan will bring all these accusations against those whose sins have been forgiven. The record will prove that Yahweh's power enables Christians to live changed lives. I thank him for the blood of his son. I thank Yeshua for dying on the cross for me that I would be able to stand in the judgment. Yahweh is pleased with his saints and will delight in sharing the evidence of their lives. The judgment will confirm that there is no condemnation to those who are in Yeshua Hamashiach, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. The Ten Commandments law is Yahweh's standard in the judgment. Breaking his law is sin. The righteousness of the law will be fulfilled by Yeshua in all of his people. To claim that this is impossible is to doubt Yeshua and his word and power. I know that the commandments can be kept by the power of Yahweh, by the grace of Yeshua Hamashiach. We don't have to sin because we have Yeshua to be there pleading for us and giving us strength, ultimate Holy Ghost power. So the judgment is not to inform Yahweh as we said before in part 1. He is already fully informed, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19. Rather, the redeemed will be coming to heaven from a world that has been degraded by sin. Both the angels and the inhabitants of unfallen worlds would look into with interest the plan of salvation and will praise Yahweh for what he has done in redeeming you and me from a world of sin, from a life of sin, from eternal damnation. The judgment will be open to them and every detail and answer Every question will be open to them. Satan's real aim has always been to discredit Yahweh as an unfair, ruthless, unloving, and untruthful Elohim. This makes it even more important for all beings in the universe to see firsthand how extremely patient Yahweh has been with sinners. Many times people have been invited to church. They have gone to church. They have went to many tent revivals. They have had many Bible studies. They have heard the preaching of the gospel. Their parents have been Christians. Their fathers have been pastors. They have had many opportunity to be saved in Yahweh's kingdom. 
but they will be lost and everyone will want to know why is John Jones lost? Why is Mary Jane not in heaven? So Yahweh will have a judgment to open to everyone, all the unfallen worlds. Everyone who have not sinned in the unfallen worlds that we cannot see will recognize how faithful and how truthful and how merciful Yahweh is by opening the books in heaven for everyone to examine as to why certain things have happened in people's lives. The vindication of Yahweh's character is another very important purpose of the judgment. Oh yes, praise and glory are given to Yahweh for the way he handles the judgment. There are so many corrupt earthly judges. Judges are bought. Magistrates are bought. Whole judiciaries are bought in some countries. There is no justice there. Justice is for the highest bidder and who can pay the price. Every portion of a person's life is considered in the pre-advent judgment. What will be confirmed and how will rewards be decided? Listen to me carefully. Yahweh will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 14. Yahweh also will say, let both wheat and tares grow together until the harvest. You see, because if you try to pull up the wheat together with the tares, you might mistakenly pull up the wheat and leave the tares. So when they come to maturity, you will know which one is to be destroyed and which one is to be gathered for the harvest. The Son of Man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend. Behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me to give every man according to his work. So whatever you have done, whatever you have done in your life from a youth up to an adult, or even from a youth up to a young adult, or even a teenager, once you are old enough to know right from wrong, you will be dealt with in the judgment. Every detail of your life will be reviewed, including secret thoughts. Oh yes, thoughts. You saw the lady walking down the road and you begin to have these lustful thoughts taking over you. All when you are home, you are still seeing this person. You are going to sleep with them on your mind. Ladies, you also. You go to the gym. You see this young man buffing, looking all good. All these cuts and all these biceps and triceps and these thighs and glutes and you are watching him and you are lusting in your thoughts all these secret thoughts will be brought into judgment and even your actions if you follow through with these thoughts so the judgment is very necessary for every sin that has been committed has to be given account for for this reason the first phase of the judgment has been called the investigative judgment the judgment will confirm who will be saved of those who claimed to be Christians. It will be doubtless also confirmed as lost. Those whose names are not judged in the pre-advent judgment, although we are saved by grace, rewards will be given based on works, deeds, or conduct which prove the genuineness of a Christian's faith. Yes, we are not saved by works. No, we are not saved by works because it is a gift from Yahweh through his son's death on the cross. So if it was by works, then the death of Yeshua on the cross of Calvary will have none effect. So we are not going to be saved by our works. It is by grace. The saints will participate in the second phase of the judgment. And the question is asked in 1 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3. Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? I saw thrones, and there that sat on them, judgment was committed to them. 
Revelation 20 verse 4. That is the saints, the saints, you and I who will be saved when Yahweh shall come. The saved of all ages, who Yeshua takes to heaven at his second advent, his bride, the church, will be participating in the second phase of the judgment. Why is that necessary? You will ask the question. So let me answer you. Supposing a family member discovered that their much beloved son who was murdered is not in heaven, but the murderer is, you will have questions. That mother will have questions. That father, that brother, that sister will have questions. How come the murderer of my brother or my son in heaven and my son did not make it? You will also want to know how come my pastor is not in heaven? How come he's not there but the person who was harassing me, cursing me, accusing me, slandering my name is in heaven and never showed up to church one day? How come my pastor is not here? What a sobering question. My brother and my sister, doubtless they would need some answers. You see, Yahweh is not this type of Elohim who would leave all your questions unanswered. He is an Elohim who has wisdom, infinite wisdom, and he knows that we will have questions. He will not take that part away from us. He will allow us still to remember things that we have seen in earth. When we get to heaven, we will still have questions, my brother and my sister. So this second phase of the judgment will answer all these questions. The life of every lost person, including Satan and his angels, will be reviewed by the saved, who will ultimately agree with Yeshua's decision regarding the eternal fate for each one. It will become obvious to all that the judgment is no arbitrary matter. Instead, it simply confirms the choices that people have already made to serve either Yeshua or another master which is Satan. So that is phase two of the judgment. Let us go to phase three. Phase three is the executive part of the judgment. When the judge passes sentence on the accused. When and where will the third phase of the final judgment take place? You may ask the question. What new group will be present at this phase of the judgment? So we recognize that in the second phase, the righteous who had been translated to heaven will be examining the books and would see why certain people have not made it into the kingdom of heaven and why Satan rebelled and the angels rebelled. All those questions that we will have, we will recognize that in the second phase. Now the third phase now, this is for the doomed of earth. Listen to me carefully. Revelation chapter 21 verse 2 says, John said, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from Yahweh. And Revelation chapter 20 verse 7 and 8 says, When the thousand years have expired, Satan will go out to deceive the nations, to gather them together for battle. Satan is not giving up. He will not give up. No wonder he's always on your back. He's always on my back. Accusing you and accusing me. Using men and women. Using other people to try to get you to sin your soul. And Satan will still try to fool and to deceive even the wicked who are going to be destroyed. Now the first phase of the judgment will take place on the earth at the close of the 1000 years of Revelation chapter 20. After Yeshua's return to earth with the holy city, all the wicked who have ever lived, including the devil and his angels, will be present. 
at the close of the 1000 years the wicked dead of all ages will be raised satan will launch a powerful propaganda campaign to deceive them amazingly he will succeed in convincing the nations of earth that they can capture the holy city but let me tell you something my brother and my sister just as the ark was in the days of the flood when Noah went into the ark and the people stormed the ark to try to get inside they could not get in so likewise when Satan shall try to marshal the, the whole host of the fallen race to try to take the city that will be down there in the Middle East they will not succeed let me tell you what will happen next Revelations chapter 20 and verse 9 says they went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. The wicked surrounded the city and prepared to attack it, but they will be interrupted. Their battle plans will be interrupted. Satan, who will have all of the wicked generals, emperors, and, and kings like Hitler, Idi Amin, oh yes, all these wicked people, Stalin, all those generals and wicked people, he will try to bring them with all their equipment and all their weapons of mass destruction to destroy the holy city. But let me tell you something, have no fear because the whole host of hell cannot prevail against Yahweh's people. So here's what's going to interrupt them. The scripture says in Revelations chapter 20 and verse 12, I saw the dead, great and small, standing before Yahweh and the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books we must all appear before the judgment seat of Yeshua 2 Corinthians 5:10. as I live says Yahweh every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to Yahweh so then each of us shall give account of himself to Yahweh when the wicked stands before the righteous judge. They will have nothing to say but that they are guilty. Each life is reviewed at this time. Each lost soul recalls his or her own life story. All of the chances, all of the opportunities that they would have had when they went out to the strip clubs, when they went out to the rum shops, when they went to the whole houses, when they went cheating, when they went stealing and robbing, when they cursed the preacher, when they cursed the evangelist, when they mocked the evangelist, when they brought accusations against the, the evangelist, all this will be brought back to them. Yahweh's constant warm pleading calls to repent, that wooing still small voice, the knock on the door to their hearts, the pleading, the grieving Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, the awesome conviction that often came, that repeated refusal to respond. It is all there. It is accurate. It is incontestable. Its facts are irrefutable. Yahweh wants the wicked to fully understand. He will provide any details desired in order to make all things clear the books and records are available no pages are torn out no lines are drawn through no blotch or ink or white out or correction fluid those pages are white and fair Yahweh makes no mistake Yahweh makes no mistake as a matter of fact he didn't even need to have any books but the books are going to be there for you and I the saints who are saved when we question why certain people are not in heaven those books are only for us the judgment has set the books have been opened how shall we stand in that great day shall we be found before him wanting 
all with our sins all washed away. The judgment has set. The books have been opened. How shall we stand in that great day when every thought and word and action jaw with the righteous judge shall weigh? How shall we stand in that great day? How shall we stand in that great day? Shall we be found before him wanting or with our sins all washed away? The work is begun with those who are sleeping. Soon will the living here be tried. Out of the books of Yahweh's remembrance, His decision to abide. Oh, how shall we stand in that great day? How shall we stand in that great day? Shall we be found before Him wanting, or with our sins all washed away? Yahweh is not involved in some celestial cover-up. He has destroyed no evidence. He cannot be bribed. There is nothing to hide. Everything is open and every person who has ever lived and all the good and bad angels will be viewing this drama of all dramas. What final steps will eradicate sin from the universe and provide a secure home and future for the righteous? They surrounded the camp of the saints and fire came down from Yahweh out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. The wicked shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. Malachi 4.3 Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. Isaiah 65.17 We look for new heavens and a new earth in which the righteous dwells. Behold, the tabernacle of Yahweh is with men and they shall be his people. Yahweh himself shall be with them. Fire from heaven will fall upon the wicked. The fire will completely eradicate sin and those who cherish it from the universe forever. This will be a time of deep sadness and trauma for Yahweh's people. Virtually every person will have a loved one or friend in the fire. Oh yes, and this will be a time of deep sadness and sorrow. God and angels themselves will probably weep over the loss of the people they protected. Yeshua doubtless weep over those he loved and pled with so long. At that awful moment, the anguish of Yahweh, our loving Father, will defy description. Husbands will see their wives outside of the city in hellfire. Wives will see their husbands being destroyed in the fires. Children will see their parents in hellfire. Parents will see their children in the flames of hell. It will be a big crying event. Yes, Yahweh will cry. Yeshua will cry. There will be tears, of course. But there is a loving Father in heaven. There's a loving Father. For the scripture says that Yahweh will wipe away all tears from the eyes of his redeemed people 
in Revelations chapter 21 and verse 4. We will cry, yes, but we will not cry forever. We will cry once and that will be it. He will create new heavens and a new earth for the saints. And best of all, he will reside here with his people throughout eternity. Would you say amen? Therefore, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 3 and 9 says, Yahweh is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 15 says, While it is said today, if you will hear my voice, harden not your heart, as in the day of provocation. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 and 20 says, Come now, let us reason together, says Yahweh. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of Yahweh has spoken it. You need not be afraid of the judgment. For a loving Savior died for you. He was and He is your attorney. He is your high priest now. He will be your coming King and judge. You need not fear. Only serve Him. Be obedient to Him. Keep his commandments. He loves you. You don't need to fear the judgment. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your Son. I thank you for your word today that we need not be afraid of the judgment. You came and you died for us. You were buried in a borrowed tomb. You were resurrected and you ascended on high where you are our high priest and our advocate. You are not coming back as a baby in Bethlehem, but you are coming back as the lion of the tribe of Judah, king of kings and master of masters. I thank you for your death on the cross of Calvary. I thank you for interceding on my behalf before my Heavenly Father. I thank you for your sacrifice, Yeshua Hamashiach. I pray that you will touch the hearts of many who hear your word daily, that they will give their hearts to you before it's too late. If they do not give their hearts to you, they will be afraid of the judgment because they have rejected you, your pleading, your Holy Spirit. They have rejected salvation. But I pray that they will turn before it's too late, Father in heaven, that when you shall come, they too will be able to stand on that day and greet you as their Lord and Savior. This is my prayer. In your Son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, 
You can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rowtown Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1284 547 4601.